Surfing's the source. It'll change your life. I swear to God, man. Yo, y'all. Good evening. This is a very, 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 very special episode of um, Secret Famous. It features Coach Chris. I don't know how to pronounce Coach Chris's last name. I just know him as Coach Chris of The Surf Continuum. And it was recorded in Montauk, New York. And also... Coach Chris and Coach Evan have a podcast called The Kook Cast that I pretty much obsessively consume. They're nice, like, little tight, short little podcasts. There's some longer ones. But you're like, uh, man. I mean, obviously, the program in my car is, like, I'm really not trying to stare at my phone that much. But I have, like, a 10 to 15-minute attention span per thing. It's like, I'll listen to a podcast, and then I got to... You know, I have a mountain of music to learn, like an original artist's music or a request that I should sing along to in the car for a gig and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. Maybe some a tune I got to teach. And then I do that for about 15 minutes and like loop a song and just sing along in the car and then maybe talk on the phone for a little bit. And then it just cycles. It's a three rotation cycle. Sometimes I do silence, too. I have a friend <laughs> who in the car straight up wears headphones, dark sunglasses, and, like, just drinks his coffee and wants it, like, like, just total protection and silence, like a space for him to just be, like, zenning out, just, like, blah. But, um, and then I do a refresh, like, on the, after the music I have to learn, which is usually sensitive male rock. I'll say it. You know what I'm saying? I, like, do, a, like, a gen ginger cleanse with, like, some metal, like Jersey Band or Meshuggah, or honestly, I listen to Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. That one always just amps me up. It's a good driving song. I feel like if I'm listening to Ted Nugent's Stranglehold, either, you know, I don't agree with his politics or whatever, but, like, I may arrive at a destination two to three minutes faster than if I wasn't listening to Stranglehold. So it's like... But that's just my car thing, because I got some other ramped-up friends who are real rowdy, high-energy guys like myself, and they listen to, like, the mellowest shit. They listen to, like, Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson acoustic storytellers. <laughs> I really love that record, but it's just not a car record for me. Or, you know, like, some real, real mellow harvest point. <laughs> you know, like, some mellow acoustic shit. You're like, I don't know, dude. I need, like, fuel. Ener music is energy and fuel for me, you know, so I need that. Anyway, I divulge. I digress is actually the word. Uh, Coach Chris, I'm just a fucking huge, huge fan. I talk about it on here. I love the podcast. And um, I'm an educator of guitar and songwriting and other stuff. And, um, and I'm the seed the seed of educators. So I feel like that's actually how you learn how to be a teacher. It takes just patience. I'm married a teacher for Christ's sake. It takes patience and it takes clarity of language and it takes enthusiasm. It's all these different things, right? You're a therapist, you're a cheerleader, you're a fucking whatever. Coach Chris, 
from just the podcast had I sensed all this shit, clarity of language, a clear system. I was like, this guy is an educational genius on this thing I'm really interested in, and I want to get better at it faster. <laughs> You're like, or uh, and like, so he's legit. He's a sick fucking athlete and a very cool stand-up solid dude and it was a privilege to study under him and learn his ways and techniques which I will still and always be working on there's no end to that sort of thing I opened the seltzer and I didn't even take a sip of it yet but please check out the Cast. it's pretty entertaining subscribe, review it, hell secret famous and then uh, the surf continuum is the name of his Instagram and online and all that shit and, uh, yeah, that's it, dude. Guys, damn it. Enjoy your October. Recorded this live on the beach so you can hear the beautiful waves of uh, ditch planes out in Montauk. And Rachel and I had a hell of a time. I mean, Montauk is magical. It is maybe the most magical place on the East Coast. I really like Maine. I really liked Malibu. Obviously Hawaii. All these other places. But there's a special vibe out there. And Chris just lives out there. That's fucking ridiculous. Coach Chris, thank you for taking the time. Excuse me. Keep it really real. Enjoy this really extra special Secret Famous because it has nothing to do with... Well, he is a musician as well, but it's not this incredible, like, music business base. It's a little bit more on the educational tip, which is cool. Which is cool. Thank you again, y'all. Be fucking well. Fuck and roll. All right, I mean, there you go, you're recording. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are feeling wonderful and nutritious and delicious. This is an extra, extra special episode of Secret Famous. Hanging out on the beach in Montauk with the creator of the Surf Continuum, a surf education resource, and I'm straight up fanboying with the host of the Cast, <laughs> Coach Chris. Hell yeah. <laughs> Stoked to be recording with you. Guys, um, Coach Chris, how are you doing on this magical fall afternoon? Uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, so we got like a new swell just starting to show like to the, the sensitive surfer and the sensitive eye, you can start to make out that there's like a new swell coming. And yes. So that's always exciting for a surfer. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day late in September. So man, we're just counting blessings today. <laughs> You, your whole life has been decisions to get right to this, like, perfect moment, right? Totally, yeah. Um, Coach Chris, as I, as I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of the Kook cast. I found you because I was like, maybe there's got to be a podcast that can, like, help give me hints on becoming a surfer, a better surfer. And literally, just by happenstance of Google, I run into this resource, and it's incredible what you do and I, I recommend everybody go to check out the Cast, even if you aren't a surfer or not even into surfing just for the pure entertainment value <laughs> <laughs> oh man kind words dude thank you so much <laughs> um and what truly attracted me initially Chris is a breakdown on how to actually surf it wasn't just 
what you've referenced numerous times of some cats just pushing you into waves and be like, dude, you're surfing, you got the picture, good luck. <laughs> and I believe the name of your, can we call it your company? Yeah, sure. It's based on that? Totally is, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty like introspective and I like to really think things through probably too much, so. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, the, the name of the company or the brand or it's, it's technically also the method is the surf continuum and that's just based on this little theory that me and my partner coach Evan have that surfing is just a continuum an ongoing sequence of the same basic skills Mm -hmm. you know and when you put it all together and it's seamless you get that beautiful image that we all know as surfing but what most people don't realize even many instructors is that it's really uh, like uh, a conglomerate of all these micro building blocks and those micro building blocks are very simple individually yeah it's just putting them all together in the right timing and the right positioning that make it a little more complex anyway so we teach those individual building blocks one at a time and then help our students to put it all together and then that's what leads to ultimately surfing yes Uh, so the continuum it's the surf continuum the ongoing set of skills it's not so complex it's not you know it's pretty easy to understand on paper but of course as you know in anything Execution's a different story. Yes, in practice. In theory, the concepts are digestible, right? But as right. soon as you're in the heat of the moment, in practice, it's like, just like music, it's absolute repetition mm-hmm. reps. As you like to say that phrase as well, yeah. getting the reps. Reps, yeah. Yeah, because it's easy to get caught out there just sitting and waiting for waves, as surfers do a lot. Yeah. But as a student and as a coach, it's, it's our both of our jobs to find things to practice and repeat and do over and over again because when that wave does come you really want to perform well you know you don't want that to be your first practice run yes. um it's really nice when when all your practice on these non-waves leads to a good wave coming and you nailing it you know that's yeah. that's a great feeling oh it's it's a beautiful thing and i think to to open this up too for a second Chris, you, this podcast is called Secret Famous, but you are legit famous in the surf community of the East Coast. Aww. And I know this by stalking you on Instagram, right? I see who follows you and who you follow. And maybe how, this is a big question, I guess, but how did you start to get into this scene? What got you into this scene? And then what ultimately drove you to create kind of the curriculum of uh, that's the a- surf community? Damn, dude, great question. I hope I ask these good questions on my podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, wow, that's great. Uh, Well, okay, so surfing, first and foremost, brought me into surfing world, you know. And then I'm definitely, I come from educators. Like, my mother's an educator and a really good one. Mm -hmm. And I always recognized early on that there is an art, there's a a craft to to delivering knowledge, what we call education. But isn't you know just like anything, there's styles and ways of doing it. So I always really appreciated how she was able to deliver information in a way that was easy for someone to grasp and understand right away, and quickly start trying to apply it. Yes. So yeah, so those two things were always present. And then I'm going to college, you know, later in life. By this point, I've been a surfer for ten years. I mean, and if you count just playing in the ocean and boogie boarding and all that, which I do consider training for surfing, then by then twenty years, I'm, I'm a yeah. surfer. Yes, you're deep. And yeah, I'm, I'm in this thing, you know, I'm, I'm loving it. And, but I'm in college and, and originally I think I'm majoring in like psychology or, or something. I forgot something, music education, actually, music believe it ed? or not. No, oh, yeah, it's getting now real that, right now. Yeah, believe it or not. Now that I think back, cause I do love music. 
And, and where was, did you? Where were you going to school for music ed? Paul? I was going to Dowling, Dowling College. Dowling. Which, yeah, on Long Island. I think it's actually closed now. Um, but it was really. I was in college not because I really wanted to be, because it was like my parents were sure that it was <laughs> the best choice for me. Yes. Um, you know, and ultimately it taught me a lot of great things that I would never take back. But yeah, so now I'm in college. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to do something, whatever I like, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I started at music education. But starting to realize that that was actually a longer path than doing an education major, which I also liked. I was like, ah, let me change this up, you know. And also the music education thing wasn't quite what I had in mind from that school. It wasn't a music school. Mm, so they yeah. didn't really offer me what I really wanted to get out of music, like to really get deeper into music. And this was literally music education. Like you could be a music teacher, but not not how do you become a better musician in the sense of practice and practice give me things to do. Lessons. Yeah, like give me things to do and instruments to play and I, I would love to dabble in them all. Anyway, so I got into education and there's where things started coming together, surfing and education. And I really am finding that I do love education too. Yeah. But I didn't love the way I had to teach through the New York curriculum, so I never followed through. But I did graduate with that, you know, teaching degree. And now I'm out of college, and I don't know what to do with myself. I'm not really caring or thinking about it. I'm kind of stoked that I got out of college. Part of the reason <laughs> I changed my major was because that was a shorter way of getting out of school. So I was like, hell yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. kind of back in your mind, like, I'm getting back to the water. I want to surf. I want yeah, to totally. put all of my energy into the ocean. Totally. Of. I just want yeah. to be able to surf more and more. Obviously, you have to balance that with making money and stuff. So this is how I found surf lessons. You know, I started teaching surf lessons with a big group of my friends who is Corey's Wave like Epic Surf School in Montauk. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're watching one of their lessons right now in the lineup. And, you know, that's that was my intro to, like, teaching surfing, aside from, like, doing little random here and there's. This was now a consistent daily job. And then little by little, I started seeing when you do good work and you do long-lasting work, not just the immediate pleasure of riding a wave work where you just send them on a wave by pushing them, but actually give them things they have to work on and and information and knowledge that has to be practiced it can't just be done I started to realize like wow this is education this is oh yeah I I learned this I know this I majored in this stuff yeah why aren't we doing this in surfing because we fully were not you know we were all just (laughs) like giving people a great time phoning it in and we're like we got to get out of here because I want to go surf these waves myself yeah 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 I feel that way sometimes with the guitar I'm like all right, little dude, get out of here because I got to shed these tunes, man. Yeah, like, I got to right. gig later, you know? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And, and that's just basically it, you know? And just little by little, whittling down into the, the nitty-gritty of how I wanted to teach surfing was the similar way that, like, uh, sports with a much greater history do. Or, say, martial arts. You know, they don't just teach you how to beat somebody up. <laughs> They're teaching you all kinds of yeah. things. Or think, think Karate Kid. Yes, you know, like, hey, yes. I, Sensei, I want to learn... Or Mr. Miyagi, I want to learn how to, you know, I want karate. And, and it's the classic, like, I want to beat this kid up. Yeah. And Mr. Miyagi's like, all right. And he takes him on and he goes, all right, sand the decks. You know, paint, wax the car. Yeah, wax the car. All you these things. Get and strong and weird muscles. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the motions and the, the muscle memory. And that's how I wanted to teach surfing. Like, I wanted, because I could see it myself, how it needed to be taught. But it was just a struggle at first because you know people are coming to surf lessons because they want to stand up and ride waves. Mm, yes. Um, fortunately, now having done it for a number of years this way, I realized that there are a large group of people like yourself who want to learn truly how to surf, meaning they want to learn the individual things that they need to practice over and over again before you really, really get to break through. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the people who want it today now. That's like surf porn. You know, yes. like, it's yes. just like... <laughs> down dirty straight up you know <laughs> like yeah. they don't want to earn it and like meet the parents and do the whole thing you know yeah yeah 
um, to take an analogy of too far. No, it was excellent. <laughs> it was, uh, it's pointed. It's, it's strong. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's how I came to surfing and, and oh, well, surf, surf education specifically. And then just seeing a, a need for it, too, dude. you you got to see the kooky shit that's going on around the world. <laughs> it's horrible, you know? It's yes. like, it's hilarious, but it's horrible, and it's sometimes getting people dangerous, hurt. Sometimes possibly, possibly incredibly dangerous. dangerous. Oh, it's yeah. across the board, you know? And I know 99% of those people don't want to be that way. Yes. They'd love to know what's the right way to do even the simple little things, like don't walk on the beach with your leash attached to your ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, like take it off or hold the slack in your or hand. Hold the slack, Simple yes. little things like that, you yeah. know, um, that people would love to know. But you learn the hard way after you trip over your leash or get it caught on the rock and drop your board. Or it's possible to never learn, too. Yeah. It's, totally. It's a dangerous <laughs> world out there. It's a dangerous world. And I, out there, I mean in the ocean, too, yeah. <laughs> totally. It, totally. This is what I think is incredibly fascinating. It's something I inherently know in you by hearing you speak and how clear you are. It does not surprise me in any sense that your mother was an educator. I, too, come from a family of educators. Mm. My father taught equine science at a small school. And um, maybe because I'm a listen to all of Chris's podcasts, I know that your father had a love for the ocean, love for the water. My father is into boating, but like lake life, upstate lake mm-hmm, life. You sure. know what I'm saying? And he has since, now in his 70s, I always say that, you know, we will be protected from Canada when they invade because he is in what's called the Coast Guard Auxiliary. And trains himself and studies, and, but at the same time was able to teach me things in a clear and patient way, which I feel like educators, it, it's like a family history. It comes down the line. Mm. Your mother maybe spoke to you clearly and was patient and teaching you totally, things. Totally. And taught you how to teach without you even probably knowing. Right. You know I was going mean? to say, some <laughs> ways I probably noticed and some ways I didn't at all and yeah. just subconsciously picked up. But yeah, for sure. What was her area of education? Um, okay, multiple. It was She was a, a proper like high school teacher of sciences and biology. Interesting. Um, yeah. Then she was also a... a like she started her own business as a CPR and first aid instructor. You know, she was certified as an instructor and, and was certified to certify others as like having credentials to, you know, go through the class or whatever. And, uh, and then she's always just been in, now she's currently in like health education and more organization and less so the actual teaching. Mm, yeah. Uh, even though I still think she does visits and like kind of educational talks. She's more so behind the scenes, you know, and just organizing the events, or, yeah. or as I understand it. That's that's fascinating, right? Because from what I understand, right, you maybe your father gave you your, your love of ocean. <laughs> your mother gave you this educator's mentality, and it's like merge. You are the true. Uh, yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the trees. <laughs> for this kind totally, of. it does not. That's for sure. Um, that's fascinating, and maybe there's a little art flair or graphic design flair in your thing. Yeah, well, that, that, that kind of was out of necessity, you know. Uh, they, my parents were not graphic designers. They were both artists, illustrators and musicians. Oh, oh, so that's in you, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I picked up the graphic design aspect out of just necessity. And, like, I started brands and businesses at growing up, like, since I was, like, 18. And you need a logo and you need cool content to show people and get them stoked on what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of just taught myself how to do that, you know. What were some of your other previous uh, business ventures? This is uh, fascinating. All right, so the biggest one was called Living Color. 
yeah. like live in color. And again, another like metaphor for life. You know, it wasn't just the name of my business, but it like represented what I thought about life and stuff. And so living in color was this concept, like, the, the, I guess the little catchphrase was the world's not so black and white. Everything is not this or that, right or wrong, yes or no, left or right. It's, it's varied. There's hues, there's tints, there's colors, there's variations. Depends on the perspective you have and where you come from. Mm. And so I designed t-shirts and, and images that reflected these open-minded thoughts. You know, for example, one of my first ones, I had long hair when I was like young 20s, late teens. Yeah. Um, and so did one of my close friends that was like kind of involved with me in this process of developing the concept of the brand. We both had long hair and we used to always just like laugh when people would judge us for having long hair. So I made a shirt called the heart makes the man, not the hair, <laughs> you know, and just like these thoughtful, you know, phrases and, and little things that would just come up in my head and then I'd come up with a graphic around it and so that was you know and I did hand dyes and I screen printed them all myself which is obviously not sustainable that's just such hard work if you <laughs> to have a successful t-shirt business you need to be able to mass produce mass produce quick turn yeah and yeah, I'm doing it as slow as world. possible yeah. like taking my time with each shirt painting a literal painting a stripe on shirts so when I actually started getting big orders and stuff and having to produce these like one-off shirts you know I was like oh my god like this isn't gonna this work. Is an impossibility. I can't, yeah, yeah. can't do this. <laughs> this is just a hundred shirt order, and I can't. I, I'm like going crazy. Yeah. So I kind of like instead of by that point it was years and years in. I had like sustained the business and made a, just a little bit of money, just enough to like yeah. keep it going and and have a couple extra dollars for me. Um, but I was just like, uh, you know, I'm not a fashion guy, and like there was a lot of things that started making me realize that I wasn't into it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I still love the idea of designing clothes and all that, but that's just not me. My, you know, like you said, my parents are water people and musicians and educators, so I'm much more aligned with my sole purpose, I feel, right now, you know, yeah. being in surfing and education. So that is a fascinating story. And it's like, well, like all things, life is liquid, just like the wave. It's like you're constantly moving toward, you kind of use like the phrase perspective, or I always like to think of it as like this vision, and you're trying to find this vision of yourself, right? Mm. And you've been... You had this business practice, and so did you do all the design for the Surf Continuum? Yep. And yep. the website? Yeah, everything. And the Coopcast? Yeah. You did all of it? Everything. You're the, you're the goddamn Stevie Wonder of uh, Surf. <laughs> you, you do everything, huh? <laughs> Thanks, he brings man. His, thank you to Chris for bringing his probably the slickest podcast recording studio I've ever seen. It fits in a fishnet bag that you can hold <laughs> in his hands, and we're sitting right here on the beach. This is magical, man. Yeah, that's great. It really is about, like... The, the people and, and, you know, not the equipment as much because with this little setup I have, I'm able to, like, post up in all kinds of places yeah. and catch people at all kinds of moments and, like, have someone say, like, oh, well, should we just do it now? And I can be like, yeah, let's do it now. Go grab my stuff. It's right in, like, my glove box. It's so perfect. Which then, that leads beautifully. How about... There's an interesting culture maybe of surfing on the Internet... And these like vlogs and stuff because I listened to your Ben Gravy like which right. which that had a good the one. feel of the immediacy of like oh my god we're here right now, and he's like what do you how's your take on what YouTube and the surf vlogging culture is doing to to the beach to the lineup? Uh, well, it's just aiding and it being more popular. Yeah, I mean no doubt about it. Surfing's more popular. 
but that's happening to everything everywhere. Everything's mm. getting more popular. Everything's getting more accessible. Everything. Everything. You know, is, we're yeah. just finding ways to make everything easier for everyone to do. Yeah. You know, and so it's, I mean, uh, well, the way the world's going, I can't, I, I can only just ride the wave the best I can rather than try and change it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure, if I could, like, be God and I would maybe hide surfing a little more, you know, and, like, make it a little more elusive still. <laughs> The part of me, like, wished I was got to be a part of those days where you could surf, you know, these amazing places all by yourself. But then again, you know what? I still do because the world's so big and, and it's, it's really hard to be a surfer. So I still actually get to surf alone despite all the masses. I mean, today is an easy day to be a surfer. It's sunny. It's beautiful. The water's warm. You know, yeah. it's a Sunday. Uh, it's like, of course, it's crowded today. Yeah. But, you know, just a few extra elements and all of a sudden the crowd is in half and quartered and... So, and if in you're willing to endure. Coldness, in terms of the swell, uh, the bigger the swell gets, there was just this huge swell this past. Yeah, I mean, a different weeks. type of surfer comes out for those days, you know, and even, so that group of surfers is growing too. Yeah. The intermediate to, to better surfer is, is also growing, you know, because there are people who are perseverant and getting good at surfing and able to get out there on the bigger days, you know, even if they really should or shouldn't be is a different topic maybe. But yeah, all groups of surfers are growing, you know, and it's definitely due to all aspects of digital technology and, you know, and, and then paired with better industrial technology. I mean, they're making wave storms by the billions, I bet, you know, <laughs> I literally, I don't know how much they pump out, but I'm really it's, curious it's, to know. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And the, I mean, Ben Gravy, he's truly an artist. I think of you as an artist as well. And I, like, he's able to turn around essentially a movie a day. Yeah, I mean, he's brilliant. He's pretty incredible Other what he than does. whatever his surfing and all that, his, the fact that he's the personality and then also the technology. I yes, think, right? he is, he is. And I, I would be so interested to just shadow him for a day Yeah. and see his process and how... Because I tend to get a little OCD, you know? Like, I'll, I'll get all obsessed and, and it slows me down in the water I mean in the water in, in, the, the, in the process editing room in the whatever. editing yeah, yeah. room you know like and I want something to be a certain way and whether the end result is actually noticeable by everybody else I notice it so I need it to be that good I would love to see how he does it does he just throw this shit together he because has to right I like, think so it, his turnaround is so fast it's, I'm like no way yeah, no way yeah. and he's just not as OCD maybe or maybe he is and he's just so proficient that he's fast or he just has his cookie cutter process and just does it the same way every time and he's so good at it by now but, yeah, no, it's impressive. What he's doing is not a small measure. Not a lot of people could do that. Because I'm coming late to this game, too, I'm curious if you know how he built... What, to my knowledge, he has a massive audience. Yeah, he does. And it's, it's growing. Did he, did he buy ads? Did he get placement? Was he just so in the game at the he's right a marketing, time? He's also a marketing genius. Oh, see, you have the real answer. He, you have the real story. I knew he it. He knows marketing he knows seo and digital uh, digital marketing which is uh, a very fascinating landscape to me too and he knows like what kind of metrics to to work on so that you get picked Buzz, up by google buzzwords, more buzz yeah phrases, knows yeah. how to keyword research i mean this is a talk about a complex world seo and all that stuff that's like surfing where you can just go down a rabbit hole talking go down about a rabbit hole Anyway, he knows enough to really have been able to build... Because he's been at this for a while now. I forgot what he said, but it was, it's a number of years, which is what it takes in anything. Yeah. You know, you don't just get on the internet and become famous. You got to build it up. Yeah. And all these algorithms from the social medias and, and Googles, 
they have a time metric in place. Like, you can't just show up and blow up. You have to show, like, time is a part of their criteria for how they rank you. Yeah. So that's, that's one, thank God for that, because then anyone can just pay for a million ads or whatever. Um, you know, it, it helps. It, it, it's, yeah, anyway, it, the time, so he's not just good at what he does. He's consistent and for a long time. Yeah. You know, and he understands digital marketing. He understands the criteria and the ca- characteristics he needs to have to, to grow and rank higher and be found and seen. Yeah. Because ultimately, there's probably a ton of Ben Gravies out there, I, yeah, you know, I, at least as surfers, but absolutely. he just knows all, he has all the other qualities too. Not just a surfer that's stoked on anything, but also the, the editing abilities and the technological abilities and the understanding of digital marketing. So you put that little recipe he, together and he's got something good. And he becomes this, this new thing. I, yeah. like, I don't do it. It's like a phrase for Yeah, it's like a figure. It's a, yeah, like, I would call it like a public figure or a, like he represents a, a type of surfer yeah, that a lot of people really, of really appreciate. It's the average stoked surfer, you know, that like yeah. there's waves everywhere and you're just not seeing them, if, you know. And, like, so now he's got his board, which really, like, the foamy board that's, like, indestructible or is destructible but not at any, like, you know, emotional dilemma to you. You know, it's just a foamy board. They make a million of them at a time, I guess, you know, is is how they look at it. And, uh, yeah, no, he's definitely built his brand and this image and this, this, this schema, this person, this avatar, and he's done a really good job of it. Did you... Being that you're, like, an East Coast shredder, was he kind of on the scene? I mean, were you guys in... Did you do competitions as a... I don't even know I what the a little younger bit. Not really. world is. You know, like, when you're 12 and you go and you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a Jersey guy. I, I've, I've seen him around before he was really, like, a big famous guy, you know? I've, you know... You're yeah, like, you oh, recognize other surfers yeah. that are... Especially yeah. the ones that are, like, at your level. We're similar levels of surfing, you know? He's actually... I've noticed he's gotten really good lately. He's been surfing excellently. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I've noticed him, but... Of course, when I really took notice is when he just made a name for himself as this guy just randomly surfing anything, you know, and you're like, wow, look at yeah. that. You can, you can sell anything. You can make a name for <laughs> yourself anyway. He, he, just be consistent. He's a uh, kind of um, what I would almost refer to, and I think about this as, you know, musicians, it's like this, you have to be this full package of art. You have to be visual, you know, you have to content at so many different levels. It's not just making records anymore you right, know what I mean right. it's not just the Eagles where you make a great you make Hotel California that's it and mm-hmm. then you go on tour that's not at all I mean Ben Gravy's competing for the same audience that Pearl Jam is or whoever right now you know mm. what I mean or Billie Eilish right maybe Billie Eilish right, is a contemporary right, like, right, right. clearly big... she's like on a pop rocket to the yeah. I, don't, I don't know she found familiar? the right she found the right combo of the same thing yeah. it's like she has this whole unique persona that doesn't exist. And she found a little niche. Yeah, like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of unique to me because, yeah, Ben has superseded the probably the surf community, and he's just like a internet dude. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, well, that's like, all it is. I mean, that's the day and age we live in, you know, yeah. where that's how, that's how you can do it now. Um, so, Have you thought about making him. a vlog? Yeah, and not the same style. So... I really want to stick to the educational thing. I think that my brand is strongest in its education. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to necessarily personally be the image or the brand, you know. Um, I mean, to some degree, I've had to, like, kind of swallow that ego or, or, or kind of shying of the spotlight and realize that a little bit of your image is a part of it, you know, yeah. like you are part of the personality and the persona of the brand. 
which I always shied away from, but kind of getting older and to a point in my life where it's like, well, if that's what it's going to take, you know, then sure, okay, you know. Yeah, you have to really be willing to reveal so much of yourself. Yeah. Clearly Ben takes you into his house and you see his girl and shit like that. That's yeah, like yeah. A- that's personal stuff. That's personal stuff. Yeah, man. that's still and that's still the shit people eat up. I feel like too, right? Well, they totally do. They yeah. want to see into your life. They want to see what's going on, which is how I kind of like the way I cope with it is like the podcast is a good way for me to like give a little more than I really feel comfortable with, but not so much in the visual sense. Mm. The visual aspect, I want it to be just strictly educational. I think for the most part. Yeah. But the audio is where I'm willing to tell a little story about maybe my family or or some, you know what I mean, and give a little bit more of my person. Yeah. In addition to the education, you know. Um, but yeah, the vlog kind of <laughs> makes me shy. <laughs> you know, like I'm a little, it's hard for me to point the camera at myself. Oh, by the way, I got to get you, did I put you on my close friends list? I have all my students on my close friends list and I do all kinds of little chats and talks and surf reports. Well, Are I'm, you? I'm coming in. I don't, right, good, I don't know good. if I've I gotta, made I just, that level. I'm a noob. So, no, yeah, well, I, it's basically any of my students that have like just proven themselves to me as, as committed to committed to the art of surfing and work with me and stay in touch and just keep that education going on a personal level and it's my way of just sharing while you're not around me what's going on here at the surf while I look at it Mm -hmm. and just my language and the way I talk about the waves and what am I looking at Um, but what I was getting at with that is that that's the only way I actually show my face mostly Uh, like I do that with my close friends quote unquote this is my students um, you know I'll, I'll show them my face they already know my face so I'm less shy about that but I almost, I, I've done it a few times and it just makes me cringe to actually look at my camera and talk and know that uh, all these people can go and at, look at it. It's like, oh God, I can't do it. I can't, I, I can't. No, I know it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. I, when I first, as the deconstruction of surfing for me here, like I was like, oh, you can surf. I can surf here. And then I found the internet. I want to like teach myself. I want to knowledge. And then that's when kind of the surf vlog, Ben Gravy. And I was like, for a second, I was like, when is a a musician going to do this? When are you going to see into like the daily life? Like what if, what if Billie Eilish, I don't know if she does, maybe she does, but what if she wakes up and she's like, this is what I work out. It'd probably double her, her audience or, you know what I mean? Like, Like people love it. It, but it would, like we've kind of alluded to to Ben, it would take so many pieces. Like, you'd have to be engaging with the camera. You'd have to be willing to reveal yourself. You'd have to be constantly just, I call it feeding the beast, Chris. Like, <laughs> you know, if you want your Spotify plays to go up, you have to be, consi- like, within three weeks, you have to be releasing new material. As wow, you know, with Instagram, wow. like, right, you fall right. off the wagon for right. like a they, month. You're, like, never back on. <laughs> 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 They'll never let you back on it. <laughs> You get some traction, you're like, I had a couple good posts. Cool, man, people are going to see my shit, my tracks. They're going to hear my tracks. Yeah, yeah. There's just too many people competing for that, so I guess it has to be that selective, you know? Like, the ones who are on it get to be at the top. But, yeah, it certainly takes a certain kind of personality to do that. It doesn't matter if you're amazing at what you do. It's just a whole separate question is if you're willing to show yourself, you know, and be, in a sense, a different kind of performer, you know? Yeah. It's one thing to get on stage, I feel. There's almost like a barrier, but there's something pretty damn personal about pointing your own camera at yourself. <laughs> and just talking. Yeah, and like looking at it and talking and like, it's it's amazing and it's a little nerve wracking to me and it just, I, I, I approach yeah. it hesitantly. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's fair enough. It's, um, it's I'm still trying to figure it out, quite frankly. Mm. I, I think it's fascinating. I, I'm sure there's other pieces of the internet that this 
culture exists on, but it is very prominently featured in your world of, like, the surf world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just, like... Because usually, like, with the music thing, I feel like it's, like, a little a little talk, and then, like, let's do a track, and... Because we're all... I think most of us are so pure, you know? Like, you guys just want to play music. I just want to surf, You're you just, know? I like, just want to go out there and... Yeah, like, play. I don't want to talk about it. I, I just want to go do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think we all just want to do what we want to do. Uh, um, but of course, when you start mixing business in, there's there's other elements that come into play. You're absolutely right. I I think of what you do and what I do. Right, it's kind of this, this fringe of society. Right, when you made the decision as a post collegian to be like, I'm going to open my own business, and I'm going to do it as a surfer. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. like, instantaneously. That's that's when I kind of realized that about you. I was like, this is this is a bold choice. This is no different <laughs> for sure than making the decisions to say. I'm going to be a musician or a visual artist or an actor or a dancer. Like, surfer, is, it's in the same category. It's yeah. like a performer of the same thing. Super you know? ambiguous and, like, many have failed as many have succeeded, if not more, you know, at trying to be a professional It's in some way, shape, or form in these kinds of professions. They're, like, ambiguous. They're the arts, but they're also athletic, some of them, and they're... They don't have necessarily careers per se. You know, there's just, it's, it's very vague. It's you very know, vague. You really yeah. have to carve out your own niche, you know, or whatever, and, and, and like, really make it. You know, yes. you can't just, like, get hired, I guess what I'm trying to say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I feel like that's the same exact thing. Like, I've heard many singers or songwriters, we kind of say, it's like, okay, what is it that I can do? And I got to find that thing and then do it as good as I can. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you, you're like, no, I, I can teach surfing at a way that's beyond just me pushing you into a wave. Like, you can go and practice these techniques and, de- and develop them, you know? I glossed over this. I wanted to return. I So, Grom life, Chris, is it like, did you dabble in the... I have, I have no idea, man. I grew up state, like, surfing is still so new to me. Is it like, did... Do people want to do competitions? Do people do them? Do they think they suck? Do you do <clears throat> yeah, one no, you're like, no, I'm, I'm out? Yeah, everyone does it different, I guess. I did a few just because you're always, I think when you're, especially when you're a kid, you're curious how you compare, you know? Yeah. Uh, I did a few, but ultimately <clears throat> um, definitely came to the conclusion that I have surfing and I love surfing because it's my freedom. You know, I surf as long as I want, where I want, how I want. And I don't care how people feel about it. If it feels good, it's good to me. Yeah. So competition was the opposite of that. It was like surf in this area for this 20 minutes in this way so that you can get points. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't like that. So, yeah, competition <laughs> wasn't really my thing. It wasn't. You checked it out. You're like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just kind of like let it be my freedom. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And did you, you kind of, did you grow up surfing here or you, you maybe Yeah, more... I grew up all Long Island. I mean, like, when you're a kid, it's where, however you can get there. So, like, I had friends that lived out here in Montauk and they would, uh, like, sometimes their parents would say yes to letting me come out for the week, you know. Um, my buddy had a boat that we would take across. Um, sometimes my dad's a sailor, so he lo- and he loves sailing in the ocean. So sometimes when he's going sailing, I'd hitch a ride and he'd drop me off at the nearest beach, whatever, wherever, yeah. you know, like just l- as much as you could, you're just trying to get dropped off at the beach or get a ride to the beach. So how long have you been surfing this particular wave? Uh, this, I mean, I've, and to some degree or another all my life, you know, or, or 
since at least 10 years old. It was the one the first time I surfed it. Wow. With different amount of frequency. And so you and watched then, it change the landscape of the people, the lineup? Oh, definitely the community, yeah. Uh, the, but the, 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 the actual landscape and the surf spot is very similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yeah, the, the landscape of the people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, but the funny thing is that beaches do change, you yeah. know, especially sandy beaches. You know, they can really change and they can be good or bad. They can be good one day and literally the next day be terrible you know as far as wave quality goes so yeah i wasn't like making funny <laughs> you know like oh, the no. landscape can literally <laughs> Listen, change at a certain bro, spot i got that i got you dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean this is oh look at this helicopter coming in i don't even know if we told the audience that we are at what is called ditch plains look at this chopper just roasting by bro chopper. police i always feel there's a manhunt going on at the <laughs> lighthouse Ditch Plains, do you ever surf all the other spots around Oh, absolutely. Here? I surf as much as I can, as many places I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love I love how, like, surfing gives you that, you know? Yeah. Like, changes. I mean, maybe it would be, like, playing different guitars, you know, for you, and just, like, if someone gets a new guitar, like, ooh, let me try it. Eh, maybe that's more like a different surfboard. That's a better analogy for trying a different that's surfboard. Right. Yeah, because I think... One thing that I take away from you and your tips, it's like, always go, always go. We say this as educators and other musicians, take every gig. A gig is a gig is a gig. Mm. If it's at a nursing home, if it's at a club at 4 p.m., if, just take every gig because that's all more experience on stage. And right. we always say, like, yeah, a gig on stage is worth two weeks of practicing alone. You know what mm. I mean? If you get up there and identify where your weakness is in the song or, like, you don't. You can't remember the bridge starts in the forecourt or whatever. You know what I mean. So it's mm -hmm. like a similar concept that you preach. It's like, take the gig. Yeah. Play every day you eat is the last thing I say to my students. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Are you practicing? Are you practicing? Are you eating? Well, then you should be playing yeah, yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know the day I mean? you should also practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and similarly, you know what I mean? It's just like I'm always. Well, who? Who are some of the other like clientele? Is it? Locals out here, or all guests, or like maybe people who travel to study uh, with you. It's like across the board, you know. It's it's there's a few locals, you know. Uh, there's a few who have summer homes here. There's a few who are going to be out here on vacation for a week. Yeah. And now more so, people specifically coming, you know, to work on their surfing with me. Yeah. You know, me or Coach Evan. You know, we both teach from the surf continuum curriculum. We both have that like mapped out in our heads and on paper pretty damn well mm -hmm. so we bat you know people back and forth as we did with you you know you got to work with coach Ev for a session and i'm sure you found a lot of similarities in in the uh in Language. what we teach yeah. yeah and so there's definitely a difference in style which is what i think is a great benefit of of delivery and execute and how we teach but um ultimately it's the same stuff you know and, and it's very easy for us to pick up on, on each other's students because Wherever he tells me he left off, I know exactly where that is. You know, I know where we're starting from, and I know what's the next step. And if we have to regress and work on something that's not looking as good as it should be, go back one step. And, yeah. and it, the student doesn't feel lost or out of, like, now out of a totally different, you know, with a different instructor or coach, whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, this, that's what's... I think the music school I teach at is so similar to this, whereas I write almost like a, like a doctor report. I date it. I write what we did. Oh, that's great. You know, scales, 
reading all of the same stuff that you preach, just in the different medium, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I write it down, and then so that the other two other guitar teachers, if I need to, like, in two weeks I have a gig where I have to be out for two weeks. I'm away. They can come in and sub my lessons, and it's exactly hey, Paul assigned you the F major scale and thirds. Let's hear it. Yeah. And it's it's no, it's, and. The beauty of constantly returning to the fundamentals is we see the progress, right? As I age and teach and teach and teach, nothing about music education is changing. Mm. You know, the, the, like I think you call it, like the surf porn or whatever, to me, I don't want to talk bad about other music schools, but it might be School of Rock or something like that where it's like, hey, dude, I'm going to show you where to put your fingers to play the Black Dog solo, but right. why are you playing those notes? Why are you playing, you know, I want you, I, the thing I always say is I'm training you to be the general, not the foot soldier. Right, right, You know right, what I mean? Right, you're right. going to create the piece of music right. that you tell other people to play. Right. Which is exactly the same concept that you're preaching. Right, you know? yeah, I love that. And I can really appreciate it, too, because, you know, I grew up, uh, like, studying classical music. I, like, grew up learning, um, cl- like, just studying classical piano, you know? And so, yeah, you're a piano player and a drummer. Uh, a guitar player. And so the cla- the class I mean the the piano was pretty formal training. Really? The guitar yeah. was very informal, which uh. is why I still do that because I, I I think I was I just was trying to eat a little bit more than I could really digest, you know, with piano at a young age. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who do it. There's plenty of prodigies <laughs> out there and I did really well for a while, but it just kind of overwhelmed me, you know, yeah. like trying to be like to to get so good and the I did like little competitions or not competitions, just like recitals and they would just stress me out, you know, <laughs> instead of make me excited. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm like 10 years old, you know, and trying to perform like these classical pieces and like having like the waking up in the night and being like, oh my God, I don't know enough of the piece, but you know, it's like only two weeks before the recital and I don't know it. So it kind of like gave me a, a weird feeling, you know, and it had nothing to do with playing piano. I loved it. But of course, once I started finding guitar and taking a little bit of a break from piano and I was teaching myself guitar, probably tons of bad technique and all that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, it was mine and I was learning at my pace and doing what I wanted to do. So I kept playing guitar, even though I'm much technically poorer of a a musician as a guitar player. Like an acoustic guitar and like learning um, like Nirvana songs or like learning. So I did know that I need to learn my scales, you know, so and I love the blues. So I learned the pentatonics, you know, and like I learned the majors just because I knew it was right, but not really well. Like I didn't I didn't run them up and down over and over again. I just learned them because I knew it was important. And it was like the this foundation for my chords. And like I I didn't want to be just a. A, a tab reader, you know. Yeah. I wanted to be able to jam with the boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And of like course. when they, when some, when a good guitar player busts out a little progression, I want to be able to jam with them. Like, you know, just just hold it. my own and not 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 impress anybody, but be able to be a part of it. Yeah. You know. Uh, and that was it, and that's still how it is for me as a guitar player. <laughs> so who were you into though? Like what artists? Oh oh oh. Okay, so I actually love folk. I love ah. well, not like, just like folk. D, like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan is a big one. Neil Young, all those guys, you know, like anybody that wrote and sang their own music and performed it was interesting to How me. How about Jack Johnson then? Sure. I, especially the early stuff. Right when he came out, it was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I remember my mother, hit me, she worked at a radio station in town and hit me to maybe Bubbly Toes or something. Yeah, yeah. Brushfire Fairy Tales was his that first album. Was off the charts, It was right? amazing. It was amazing. amazing record. I love those. Let's see. Brushfire Fairy Tales, on and on. Uh, 
And then what was the next one? In Between Dreams, that was a good one. That and then it slowly then started like getting a little bit more commercial. Yeah. And a little bit more... Well, then he did that, like, Curious George record. That's where I was like, I don't know, bro. Yeah, I wasn't into that. <laughs> You're like, okay, dude, you had a kid, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't my favorite, but I still liked him. But yeah, the original stuff. And because he's a surfer. This so is that's how saying. I found him. Be, yeah, yeah. I found him because he made movies, or, or I guess he did, he made movies with Taylor Steele and wrote the soundtrack, like he would sing the soundtracks. So I heard him in a, in a movie before he ever had an album. So you were dialed into this early. So Jack Johnson, what? definitely, I was a fan, yeah. But I maybe, just not so much anymore. Was his first, that movie is the September Sessions? Yeah, or that's one of them, Liquid Se- or something? September Sessions, yeah. That was his movie, right? I think it was his, I, I, I thought Taylor Knox, I mean Taylor Steele, was Is involved. the actual um, director? Yeah, I'm not producer. sure, but but that's the one that Jack Johnson has has some songs in, and there's a few others too. It's also how I found Mason Jennings and these more obscure underground Mason kinda, Jennings. All yeah, right, I don't really know his work or Donovan Frankfurter. Frankenwriter. Frankenwriter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, a great surfer, by the way. Is he a shredder? Le- yeah, I'm less of a fan of his music. Um, his tunes are. I'm always like, yeah, just okay. It's like he has like one hot track that popped him into that world. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he's a much better surfer than he's a singer, if I do say so myself. <laughs> he's a he's a great, great surfer. Was he a professional surfer who became yeah. a singer-songwriter? Yeah, I think that's how it went. Yeah, I think he's a pro surfer, and, uh, and then he just loves music and always probably played and got into it. Yeah. Because do you know that cat, Lucas Nelson? No. He's Willie Nelson's kid. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course, he actually came into Montauk. We listened to We heard his concert from up on the... Up on up in the hills. Just recently? Yeah. He's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, he's good. He's obviously musician royalty. I mean, who yeah. his father is. Yeah, I mean, is. he's got a big old step stool to get, you know, Dude, uh, heard, one up on the world. But. Yeah, I heard him play guitar as a 13-year-old, and he was, like, shredding. Really? He was like, what? And yeah, then now crazy. he sings and writes the whole Star is Born soundtrack. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, like, look a little bit more into him, because I've only heard his music from a distance, and, like, here and there, but I love getting into an artist by like listening to one of their albums, like beginning to end, yeah, straight through, no interruptions. His first two records are beautiful, and you would dig them. Okay, cool. I'm gonna check them out um, for sure. So, what is the deal? Why are surfers so attracted to this super mellow, acoustic, peaceful vibe? I don't right? No, right? This it's is like true. kind of across the it's board. It's not. It's not all of us, but it is a lot of us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I dig a lot of other tunes too. I, I'm I, sure you have your punk rock. Uh, like, yeah, I for sure. I can. I love music. I do. But I'm especially attracted to men and women who write music and perform it themselves on their instrument. And usually my favorite is guitar and piano, but I'm into anybody writing anything on any instrument. Like if it's a human creating art, you know, in their own expression of it, uh, you know, through song and, and, and music. Yeah, I dig it. I'm, I'm like probably... Like living, breathing, you can hear the breath and the music, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, I'm very attracted to that as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I'm a big fan of live performances too. Yeah. I really love live performances. I almost always... Um, dig the live record over the yeah, studio record? Yeah, almost always. The, the studio records are almost too per- always too perfect for me. It's yeah, too... it loses that energy, right? Yeah, or something. yeah. So you're like, something about it. I like the demos better, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, there's something about uh, communing with the ocean, right, that makes this, like, peaceful music, like, more appealing? Maybe, uh, yeah. Because uh, no... St- if the, I mean, yeah, if the ocean had a soundtrack, it'd be something along the lines of Jack Johnson or... <laughs> <laughs> like, he really kind of defined that. He really thing, but did. But there is, there is something there, and I, you know, maybe my original intention of the... This was almost like, what is this... What is this... 
just lasting connection between musician and surfer and the constant crossover that we see. Ben totally. Harper surfs. Totally, yeah. Um, Eddie Vedder surfs. Obviously, the Chili Peppers surf. Lucas Nelson, the guy I was just talking about, like he grew up in Maui and there's like pictures of him like just shredding. Oh, really? Like, wow. Really right. This guy's getting Maui. cooler and cooler to me. <laughs> yeah, like check him out. You'll be like, you'll like his tunes. You'll like his tunes. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if you have the drop on kind of what a surfer's perspective on maybe what this connection is. Obviously, yeah. waves, sound waves versus. Well, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's a theory that I've always had with some of my friends that are like me and we really like to talk about this stuff. You know, waves that are in the ocean are like metaphors for understanding all the other waves of life, light waves and sound waves, Yeah. you know, and, you know, we have the instruments to read those waves. Our eyes and ears can interpret these like vibrations ultimately. So as a surfer, you are, have this really incredible, unique position in the world to be able to ride waves. And uh, maybe there's just some sort of recognition that everything in the world is vibrating and, and that the only, I mean, the infinite differences between those vibrations is the frequency and the wavelength and the height, the amplitude, whatever. And we see that in surfing. We see that, you know, I, so I think there's just something about interacting with the universe and the universal laws. And there's something about energy traveling through the ocean, which is waves. It's energy traveling through the ocean. Waves are not physical things. Yeah. They're just the result. Like the same way a flag lifts because of the wind. You don't see the wind. You see the flag lifting because of the wind. And you don't see the wave. You just see the water lifting because of the energy underwater. The energy. This, that is still a concept I'm trying to actually understand. Like the water isn't actually moving. Right. right? It's just going up and down. As It's like a slinky. I mean, like if you hold one end and I hold the other and I whip it, you know, that energy is going to travel through the slinky and you can see that it's traveling through the slinky, but the, the slinky itself, like that bump in the slinky is not moving. It's just the next progressive part of the slinky going up and then down. Yeah. So it has the illusion of looking like there's a lump in the slinky going back and forth. Just like the way in the ocean, there's the illusion of a, a lump of a wave traveling through the ocean, but it's not. It's just that piece of water went up and down and the next <laughs> went up and down and like when it happens so close together and so seamlessly, it really does look like a traveling, you know, like lump mass of water, whatever. But I, that's my best guess at it. You know, what is the connection? I don't know. I think it's just that surfers have this unique touch into understanding vibrations and universal concepts like through vibrations. Um, you know, and we're interacting with waves all the time. You know, this is the light waves hitting us right now. That's why we can see what color the ocean is and the shape of the rocks and the shadow and the light. It's why we can, you know, and, and you, there's just crossovers in those principles in all these things. Yeah. So, and, and it definitely translates to music, you know, and the changing of the sounds and pitches and volumes. And I don't know. That's my best. That's no, my that's, best. No, that was <laughs> dialed. That was very good and very, and like, very scientific. Like, I like, he, he's just feeling mad. You know what I mean? That was very good. It was well put. I thought that was very profound because it's kind of like, these different sorts of waves. My old friend always says music is love. You know, maybe waves are love. Energy is love. Kind of. Uh, I, that's. I was going to give it that Valid. tilt, but you were like, "Totally." Hey, here's what I think it is. It was very uh, precise. I like that. There's something too about this immersing your tiny little ego into this massive thing that's way bigger than you. That like gives you this sense of peace and calm. And maybe that's why after Jack Johnson surfs, he writes just yeah, yeah, hella mellow. But groovy, like, beautiful little ditties. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, Man, he's, he was, he's a great singer-songwriter. 
I, I love his little witty, you know, like the F-stop blues. That's a great you know, tune. You yeah. know, inaudible melodies. He has some great little phrases and lines and ways of saying things. Unique and beautiful language, yeah. Mm. And he has like, the mellow vibe. like Yeah, and the vibe, of course. Clearly, like he, at that time, we're talking late 90s, early 2000s, he entered into the top sphere of the pop charts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like So everybody else wanted a piece of whatever that thing is. Right, doing, right. Fascinating. Well, my dudes, I usually kind of wrap my things up with by saying, like, what is the future? What is the future for Coach Chris? What is the future for the Kook cast? You have so many irons, you know what I mean? We didn't even... I hope oh, everybody checks don't out the f- You know, you feel free to ask me another one if you didn't. I hope I didn't make you anxious by checking the... No, no, no. Yeah, I mean... I just wanted to make sure it's still recording because, man, I'll tell you, I've had so many, many things go wrong. Too many burns. Oh, God. It's, it breaks your heart. You know, you get all this <laughs> stuff. You're, like, lighting up, like, so happy with this content you're getting. And then you look down and, like, it stopped recording or something. Like, I don't know how this shit happens, but... It happens all the time. <laughs> the saw is just checking to make sure we're no, still... it's good. It's good. Rolling. It's good. <laughs> It's all good. What is it? Because I always ask, like, what's the future? What's the future? For me specifically? Like, um, yeah, and for for your art, for your art of surfing and is there, like... Well, the future is keep working on the basics, keep improving the basics that I, you know, I'm obsessed with paddling technique. I'm obs- And I have some other basics in my mind that are a little more advanced basics, but I... I'm just obsessed, you know, with bottom turns and, and like, the, the right amount of pressure through your turn so that it gives you drive all the way through. So for me, there's forever more, like, a circle of, you know, I'm thinking of the future as not a straight line forward, but just a repetition of the same things that I want to get better and better at all the time. Yeah. And then what, what I do see also is just, you know, bringing it to the world more and more. I want, I want to be able to send it out there more, share it with more people. I'd like to see safer lineups, better surfing, you know, more respectful surfing and more awareness of like good etiquette and what it means to respect like people who've been doing it for a long time, who've been out there for a while versus someone who just kind of shows up and, and wants to have it then and there. You know, and I just want to bring a, I just want to bring like more of a, like a thoughtfulness and a method to it in the way that some age old sports have, you know, like, yeah. For example, I went cross-country skiing last winter with my wife, and, and the dude, I'm thinking I'm looking at all the people go off into the woods, and I'm like, oh, man, like, that's like, going to be us. We're going to be ripping around, just, like, taking it all in. It's going to be yeah. beautiful. And, dude, we didn't go further than 200 yards from this log cabin, you know? <laughs> like, he had us doing techniques and all kinds of drills back and, you and were forth. you loving it. And I was loving it. And I was yeah. like, what an idiot. Of course we're not going. He's Because he's a good instructor. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not a retard, and he's going to take us out on the trails with all the people <laughs> who know what they're doing. And try to corral us and, and like, have an embarrassing time for himself because he's probably, he was definitely amazing at what he did. No, he kept us nearby in a place that wasn't overwhelming for us and flat ground and showed us technique. And so, you know, like, uh, that's, that's just what I want to bring to surfing. I want to have that where any instructor teaches that way because yeah. that's just the way you learn. Like, if you go to any instructor in the world, they don't just take you and push you into waves. They would show you paddling technique first and then show you how to turn your board around. The whole culture of surf education. Yeah, like, I want to change it all. I want to change all of that, and I I would love to see that happen because I really believe we need it the more that more and more people are trying to do it. Yeah. They can't all just go out there on their boards and start just trying to do what they see in pictures. It's it's so much more layered than that. So we're going to have to start breaking down those layers and, and making it digestible and easy for people to 
to practice. Well, it'll never be easy, but easy to understand what you need to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's a fair assessment. Would it be a book? Is it a... Uh, oh, all kinds of media. It would be the podcast. It would be on the internet. Yeah, it would a couple be, books, yes, but like a... Yeah, I would love to make like a kind method of... method book. I yeah, don't maybe like a textbook. I don't know. Or like a... What would you call that? Like a, when someone writes a, a whole thing, uh, not a book, but a... I don't know. A method book. Yeah, it's like kind of what the guitar reading books are. That's my yeah. Like, that, it's point kind of, of something like that, and I, like almost biblical, almost like like that. Well, that's my vision, of course, because it's my project, and I want it to be the number one and best. But most yeah. of all, whoever it is, I'd love to see surfing gain a method and a way of being taught properly, so that you know beginners can safely start trying to learn, and also without ruining it for the people who already are doing it well. Yeah, you know, because that happens a lot. You know. I, I'm sure you're confronted with it on a daily basis here. Yeah. Sure I am. <laughs> like, I try my very best not to be among, you know, <laughs> them. You know, it's it's tough because being a beginner's hard in the oceans of living, moving thing. That you know, if you're tired or you have a moment, the ocean's not gonna be like, oh, okay, so I'll back down for you. No, it's <laughs> you know, like you got to pull it together and start paddling out right now because this set's gonna kill this, us. You're gonna get <laughs> trashed. <laughs> This dude's going to lose his board on you. There's people going to be angry. You're going to get in the way. Yeah, it's... The psychology of the lineup is, is, is fascinating. Similarly to playing music with people or in a band, you know, the best musicians, you can always tell they're looking at you. Mm. They're engaging. And there's very subtle visual cues. You know mm. what I mean? Is the bridge coming up? And maybe it's just a, an eye roll. Right, like, right. Okay, we all know the bridge is coming. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if you're playing with some young guns, they're just going to plow right through. And you're like, dude, why didn't you hit the bridge? Yeah, where are we going here, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. look at us. That's great. Head up. Vision, heads up. Head up. It's so true in everything, you know? Like, head up, looking around, seeing things. Looking around, an awareness of your surroundings, which is, as a musician and as a water person is that do you guys yeah waterman a water person waterman? Yeah. you can't say man anymore i don't know if that's i'm water trying to person oh yeah maybe oh i then i could be wrong too let's call it water person water, <laughs> water i mean that is not the phrase just, but like this just constant awareness you which you have we we came in last time and i watched you like grab a loose board i didn't even like i was i didn't have the awareness to even see it happening and you were like two steps ahead and you were like I was like, this, that was the moment I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> defines the phrase waterman. Like, <laughs> I've been reading about it because I've been obsessively reading, like, the Duke Kanemuku biography. Or, oh, like, good one. Reading all the shit. As your recommendation, I read The Big Drop. Wow. Oh, good, man. How good is that book? It's, my palms were sweating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that book because you can go back and, like, take it in pieces. You can just be like, oh, I love that. St- I'm going to go read that story. You know, it's yes. not like a, a, a linear book you can pick it up at any chapter and read that story you know and then it's a new yes. chapter new story so what a great book what an glad extreme, you read it extreme book the, the the story that sticks with me is the dudes who surfed the tsunami wave like it oh and they got drawn out to see that was pretty out. fascinating huh? that was it was hard to even comprehend that one no yeah i've never seen that there's no yeah. way i can even comprehend that i was just like they did they wrote a tsunami in like yeah, yeah, that was a tough one to, to wrap your head around. <laughs> a book that I, have you do you you're obviously familiar with the like Jay Moriarty uh-huh. kind of story. Sure. Did you ever read Frosty's book? No, dude. No. I it's I like embarrassing to reveal my obsession with the surf media, probably right because like I'm in a position where I can consume 
I just like enjoy reading. Oh, that's great. So his coach wrote a book called Frosty. You would, you would absolutely. I, love I, it. I mean, it's already in my mental notes right now. I got to check it out. Like, I'm, I'm a reader too. I love reading. Yeah. Less now, just because I'm keeping myself busy with so much other stuff. But I, I used to tear through books. I love them. I really do. It's there's something special about a book. I love books. And I, and I had a huge phase of biographies, I would think, Me which too. is kind of which Secret Famous is like, I want biographies on all the people that I think are cool. You know uh, what I mean? Sweet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, and someone said that to me once, a guy who has a podcast called um, People of the Earth. <laughs> it's like, someone was like, man, I don't read books anymore, but I listen to podcasts, so make a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you felt that way. What inspired you to make the Coopcast? Like, Oh Someone shit, was like, man! Dude, like, make a make a podcast. No, not like, at all. We said it to ourselves. We just sit around drinking beers, talking about this shit all the time, anyway. <laughs> so we were like, let's record this shit. There's no fucking podcast out there that talks about how to surf or like how you're cooking it or how you know what I mean. And like, and besides, like, I, I I don't know how I just started realizing without actually seeing the numbers. Eventually, I saw stats that made proved to me I was right. But I had a feeling that podcast is where it was at. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is such consumable content. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, you can do it while you're driving or doing, cleaning the house and consume and learn. And, and I knew because I wanted to learn stuff and I used podcasts to do it while I did other things. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this could be great for surfing. You know, I could do this for surfing. And there was only just a little apprehension because I was like, oh, am I good enough to do that? Like, should I be the one to step out and say like, hey, I'm the one. Someone has gonna, to, so but somebody's well got to do it yeah, for yeah. hell. Like, yeah, like I'll do it, whatever. And then I'll, I'll just wait until someone calls me out, and then I'll be like, all right, all right, you're right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No, <laughs> that's not how that goes. No, right? I like, know, I know. I just, you know, I'm like overly self conscious and self aware of those things, you know, and I want to be genuine in all ways. Yeah. So I definitely always question, you know, I wouldn't just dive into something and be like, yo, I'm the expert. <laughs> I would always question and be like, do I know this? I, you can always learn something. I'm always willing to be the humble, quiet one and just listen. Yeah. Even if I feel like I might know, you know. So that was just my natural feeling about it. But anyway, yeah, it just started because of talking about it anyway. And, you know, we all kind of, Coach Evan and myself, we just love, like, surf education and how do you show people how to do things the best way? How do you make them understand? How do you get them practicing? And and we're talking about it all the time. You know, it's just like, geez, Dude. we got to record this. No, that and your, your passion is contagious, and I can feel it in, like, how I get amped being with students talking about music or songwriting like yeah you get all psyched and yeah, yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. talking you're like the lesson's over but i'm telling you this is awesome you gotta yeah. check this out yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's true it's how it goes so speaking of the coup cast then what is the intro track so that intro track i found uh i have this subscription to uh like a uh a music you know service so i can get tunes and stuff yeah um and it's actually titled different things uh, like what is it called champagne for three or something like that I don't know basically it's just oh, a random okay. lick I found I had in my head a kind of a, a kitsch kind of kooky sound yeah, so, yeah. and I just was clicking through all these tracks you know I pay for this service so I can pick any song I want and I just kept clicking through until it was just like yes that's it I can hear myself saying Hey, kooks, you know, like, blah, 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 <laughs> learning to surf. Uh, That's fascinating. You know, and, and it was just, it, I, like, I love music. You know, yeah. I knew what I was looking for. Not exactly, I guess. Not, I couldn't compose it, maybe. But I knew when you I knew heard when it. when you heard it, yeah. yeah. I would know, yeah. And, and so that's how it worked. And if you want, I can get you the details on it. 
Well, I think, so usually for Secret Famous, I, I have my intro song and then I do an intro where I would introduce you and then maybe I can play people in with that track because it is, you use it every time. So, and it's like, um, you know, oral branding. I hear yeah, it I'm yeah, like, yeah. on KUKAS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KUKAS no, started. This dude, is the beginning of, this is the outro of a new episode. There's plenty you know of times I mean? where I've thought about changing it. Or, no, you can now. No, 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 no. No, there's, yeah. there's a power in that branding and there's there a power is. in that, that, that template. There's a, there's a recognition, you know, and there's like a, it's a, like you said, it's an oral, like brand, uh, uh, audible branding. Um, yeah, it's, it's gotta stay no, the same. It gives same. a feeling and it's a feeling to, cause there's a jovial vibe, but like an educational vibe and a history vibe. You know what I mean? Uh, that's fun. I'm glad you, you brought that up. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, su- I'm, I'm always into it. And it's like, I like that you like fade it and you talk over it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm experimenting with my favorite way of doing it. Every time I do it a little different. You do it a little differently, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I'm, I guess you could tell. Musicians could tell. Um, but yeah, I always like, I, I've been fading it in the same spot now. But the way I, I ultimately completely fade it out, I've been experimenting with like slowly fading it out or aggressively fading it out just at the end. Oh, I, I can't tell what's the most, like, I, like, just the best, the most pleasing to the air. But I think uh, I'll just keep trying until I figure it out. <laughs> That's funny. Now that you say that, I'm really thinking that I never know at the end. When I hear it at the end, I'm like, uh-oh. That means this is, I'm looking at the phone, I'm like, okay, there's only, wait, there's 30 seconds left. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time, uh, to hang out with me I, I feel like Because of what you just said I'm gonna play people In with that track And play them out With the track <laughs> again Because it's your brand It's your sound You know what I mean Like uh, That's so great You'll slowly fade it in Right when you start talking Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah whatever you like I'll, I'll send it I'll send it your way Send me the track Yeah because it's um, But you're doing You're doing excellent stuff So I hope you continue What to do I hope people check you out it's uh just at the surf continuum right yeah on yeah, all platforms all platforms the surf continuum to use and continuum if you didn't know that <laughs> to use which is is a trick yes so yeah kind of like vacuum yes. to use continuum yeah um yes. but yeah dot com or instagram or facebook i'm most active on instagram it's just the platform i'm drawn to most you know your visual it's, it uh, suits the yeah the visuals I think we're all kind of into it right now it's 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 best, good it's right? good yeah. they're doing it right it's the right amount of like content and stream they definitely ruined it by changing the chronological thing that pissed me off so much that did suck oh, yeah that was awful that's like man it was just so good and pure and just whatever it was whatever you followed if they posted it went up and, and eventually it, you would just I remember talking with a dear friend and you just scroll back to where you checked it out right. and then you're right. like you'd oh, scroll look, until I'm you saw done, something you recognized I'm done with Instagram yeah. for, now you're like yeah, did yeah, I see you, everything yeah, now yeah. you see like four of the same things from five days ago three days ago two days ago and then your friends are buried at the bottom it sucks it sucks but uh, anyway yeah, I still use it and I think I'm gonna I'm trying to get more on YouTube but that feels like I have to ha- do a better job with the videos well, your your thing is very finished on YouTube like I watched all your videos on YouTube of course they're beautiful sweet thanks some of them are. Some of them were like, just got to get stuff up. But then I started deleting those because I'm like, nah, I want it to be good. Only good stuff. You know what one that you have that not many other people have is the one where you dissect your own session? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I that. I really liked that I'm one. I'm going to do that like more. inside your brain and like... I'm going to do that That helped more. me because I was like, okay, so, I see, uh, so many see people this told guy. Me this. Like, and the way you were like, I see him. I'm now I'm, this is why I did this. This right, is why I did right. this. Because yeah. the possibility of situations... 
as I've asked Chris privately in the lessons, is like, they're infinite. They're yeah. infinite. Like, do I go left? Do I go right? right. I don't. It's not so black and white. There's not. so many variations in yeah, colors. That's a little <laughs> overwhelming at first. It, it's very much so. Yeah, I totally get that. Which, I, for me, just brings it right back to the fundamentals. That's why you need to have great paddling technique. Paddling to get out you have of the to situation. have a good prone turn so that you can change direction moments and, and then again in a different direction. And then again when you realize he's actually going the way you didn't originally. You know what I mean? It's got to be sharp fundamentals without even being having to think about them. They just like come out of you when it's required yeah uh yeah so but anyway thanks for that appreciate it thank you coach chris thank you for the surf continuing and thank you for the kook cast i Hell hope yeah. everybody checks it out the shit is <laughs> total fire and thank you for taking the time to hang out bro oh hell yeah dude this is a great time boom Y'all, is that dude cool or what? Is that track cool or what? It's hilarious. Check out the KooCast. Thank you to Coach Chris. Thank you for y'all if you're still listening because that's awesome. Uh, I got many more podcasts coming up. Desmond White, Benjamin Wagner, Carell, Andrew Fair, and DJ Braj. DJ Braj, dude, he's killing it. Then I got uh, Rin and Ryan Vaughn. Two more. So many more. Secret Famous happening in the fall. I hope everybody is wonderful, delicious. Have a dope day. Keep it really real. I'm just trying to be like you, baby. Woo!